0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com/sme today. Again, agorapulse.com/sme.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. And on today's show... We are going to cover and explore all of the Facebook F8 announcements that matter to you as a marketer. New Facebook group features, Instagram and WhatsApp video calling, messenger updates, privacy updates even, and more breaking social media marketing news of the week. If you have comments, questions, and you are joining us live, which we'd love for you to do if you're listening later, you can join us live. Make sure to add your comments and questions By the way, I have to tell you this. One, share this if you're live with us. We'd love for you to share this. But two, the 2018 industry report that we do annually will be released to the public Monday, May 7th. This is the annual report this year. We've got almost 6,000 marketers that participated in this survey. Yeah. It's 44 pages long, has more than 70 charts, and it's going to be available again Monday, May 7th through May 30th. And after that, again, you can still get it, but you'll be have to sign up on the newsletter. You know how that goes. Uh, so one of the facts that I wanted to really quick here that jumped out to me uh, from the report, because, yes, I've had it. Advanced copy is that <laughs> of the people that designated what their single most uh, important social platform was going to be, uh, two thirds of marketers, 67% said Facebook. But the more, which is not the surprising factor, the next surprising factor though was the second one, which I thought was interesting it's LinkedIn. Ooh, yes. LinkedIn, <laughs> not Instagram, wow. not Twitter, not YouTube, LinkedIn. So there you go. That's a tease. There's the initial, you know, finding sharing of the report that'll tease you. But again, Monday, May 7th, go over to socialmediaexaminer.com and you can grab the report and start to dig through it and find out all of the awesome findings that we have gathered and processed together for you. And with that. I want to say, let's get back into or get into the F8. So F8 was this Ooh. week. You watched it, right? I, I watched it. Yeah. I watched Mark Zuckerberg's keynote. I actually thought he did a great yeah. job. It was a lot more. I did too. It was easier to watch him doing this than say sitting in front of a panel being questioned in front of Congress. Let's put it that way. He even had the humility to like poke fun at himself about that yeah. in this. So it was a very optimistic turn from him. I really enjoyed watching him. Um, he talked, he he started off just by saying, you know, we want to at Facebook keep a sense of optimism. We're here to build Powerful tools and make sure they're used for good. And so he talked all about that, about being people first. And I know, as us us as marketers, we start to think, well, wait, what about us? We're businesses. I know, I get it. But if we can wrap our heads as marketers around being people first, also on the social yes. platforms, that's the way it's all going. People like we've been saying this for a while now. Uh, that this is, you know, what he said way back in January, where he made the initial announcements about the newsfeed changes that were the biggest, most drastic changes that we've heard him say. So uh, but that said, it was very interesting. And then he started to go into um, all these different ways that Facebook and, and the things that they're working on at Facebook are going to be geared more towards Person to person and people and one on one and even one to many, not in a broadcasting way per se, although that's still involved and we'll get there, uh, but even in groups. And I was excited to hear a lot of this stuff. So yeah. I want to just start going down through this stuff because it's all super awesome in a lot of ways. So
2: it is. I have a question. I have a question. Go for
1: you.
2: Did you get the sense watching that that they were kind of minimizing the importance of video after spending so much time hyping the video. Do you, I, I, that's the sense that I got not watch. I think that as far as watch goes, that's still the, you know, big dog in Mm -hmm. there.
1: Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of a mention. uh, There wasn't very much mention of Facebook watch per se. That's still important. Still moving along big and bold. Like they plan on, uh, they, there was not a lot of mention of live video, but I think right. it didn't necessarily fit into what they were going with, with this branching out of a one-to-one when it, when it comes to interacting via messenger or one-to-one mm-hmm. when it comes to, yes, the dating portion they're opening up, which we will oh. briefly talk about. Sorry, <laughs> we got to mention it. And then even the group stuff that they're doing, as well as, uh, uh, what is it, watch party where you can watch, watch something Party. together in a Facebook group. So let's get let's start walking through this. But I do want to say this sure. first and foremost. They did reopen the app review process. So those of you who've been like, when's my chat bot gonna be able to be done? When am I gonna be able to make some? The the answer is now. They have uh, announced that they are reopening the app review process and they made changes to you know how they uh, made sure that the API creates value for people. It's transparent. All of those things to where, again, due to privacy concerns and all of the different ways that people have been kind of complaining and 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 why Facebook's been in the spotlight so much. That's why they hit pause. They have now unpaused it, and we've heard from people literally as we were talking about this on Facebook Live the day of the announcement that people have been able to go and create chatbots. So, if you were waiting for that news, go check in on your chatbot. Very mm-hmm. important. Yes. So, uh, very important stuff. And well, again, go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to say, in addition to that, they've also redefined the re-de- bleh, redesigned the developer site. Yes. So yeah. they've done they've they've allowed the you know the app review process to go forward, and they've put together a fancy new developer site to, you know, spur all this amazing changes and developments within these, this platform. Mm
1: -hmm. And so that follows along greatly with what he was talking about is ultimately, this is a, I mean, F8 is a Facebook developer conference. It's not necessarily for us marketers, but we can get a clue as to he is trying to instill confidence in the platform again. And he's going with the right people, you know, developers saying, hey, you can develop and create stuff for our platform it's safe people want you to do this start doing it and we're catering to you in fact and so that was a huge you know push from him
2: if you think about it the the people's confidence in facebook is largely dependent upon the developers because it was a developer that caused this huge controversy with the cambridge analytica i mean they Facebook is, you know, they're held accountable for the actions of their developers. Mm -hmm. So the developers are crucial and central to the success of Facebook.
1: Exactly. Yes. So again, instilling confidence in those developers to then get us as consumers and yes, as marketers to use Facebook Mm -hmm. more is definitely, you know, down the line of what he was talking about. So I was excited to hear this. I thought this sounded really good. You know, I'm not. Uh, a person who, you know, hangs on Mark Zuckerberg's every word, but I was impressed. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So let's get into some of the, the nitty gritty, like some of the actual like announcements that he then made and then had other people come up and follow up on. OK, so
2: well, one of the. One of the big ones was that Facebook has got three new products for Messenger. Very cool. And that was that was kind of exciting. Um, some of it is a little bit. Complex like there's mm-hmm. there's now going to be augmented reality for Messenger platform. Uh, this is just a quick overview of what the three the three new products for Messenger are. It's uh, augmented reality for Messenger, the ability for developers to integrate built-in natural language processing for their page inbox, and then M suggestions for English Spanish translations in marketplace conversations between buyers and sellers. So out of all three of these, I I think that the translations is really the, the most exciting one. I don't use marketplace a whole bunch, but I I think that that's great for bringing people together.
1: Definitely. And, and for it, for it to be able to translate um, the language, especially with all the private Facebook messages that maybe pages get, because we get a lot of them. Right. That would be awesome. Right. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, I imagine since it's starting out in marketplace, that's Mm -hmm. kind of their little testing ground and it will eventually go to inbox. I would think. Definitely. It seems like that would be a very important, and the you know the one of the other changes that they're bringing in or the new product is the AR for Messenger platform. And at first, I was like, "Eh, okay, whatever." <laughs> but then I started, I started reading about it, and right now it's it's a limited closed beta, and they're only doing this with a, a few partners: Asus, Kia, Nike, and Sephora. But with these this these AR effects in Messenger, like you can have. Get a Kia, a virtual Kia in your driveway and try out customizations and and an Asus phone unboxing experience. That doesn't sound super exciting, but (laughs) what does sound awesome is Sephora. So in, in Messenger, you can do this Sephora makeup demo and try on makeup right within Messenger. And I imagine you can probably go right over to purchasing it too. So... You know, if you need to check out your guy liner or anything like that. So you're looking so good on the show, Eric.
1: (laughs) Well, and even being able to shoot those over to from Messenger into maybe Facebook. uh, I forget what it's called. Messenger today is the Facebook stories version there. Uh, I, I, I thought know, it was
2: Messenger Stories.
1: That may be it. Uh, yeah. I, I get confused yeah. with all the different versions of stories that are out there with Facebook, Instagram, and Facebook Messenger, et cetera. But to be able to shoot that out on Messenger and have people then comment and say, oh, that's your shade. Or, you know, I'm an I'm yeah. a, I don't know. Anyways. Show, goes to show, I don't know. Beauty
2: products. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so. But the other cool thing is the idea that uh, they announced they are streamlining the Messenger app itself. To be and again, they don't really go into a lot of detail just to uh, ultimately they say, make it look cleaner, make it easier to Mm -hmm. use uh, to be able to see that stuff. And so uh, it's very interesting. And we're looking at some of the Sephora and uh, the Nike and Asus and Kia stuff here. But um, which, again, very cool. I mean, augmented reality, which they they talked a lot about all the different technology that's coming out. So anyway.
2: Well, okay. so here's another question for you, because this confused me. They talked about streamlining Messenger and getting rid of some of the the tabs. And one of the things I thought they were getting rid of was the camera. Hmm.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, again, I think that that may be where the camera only pops up once you're in or have started. Uh, You know, they don't they know you don't uh, need it yet until you're actually starting a dialogue with somebody. So why have it muddy up the UI? It's those kinds of things where it's like they're 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 showing forethought. They're thinking through the process of the UI for Messenger to get more people to uh, use it and reduce the user friction there. So
2: well, and it has gotten too cluttered. Messenger is
1: well. Think about all the times over the past year we've announced, hey, and they've come out with this for Messenger or they're testing this for Messenger. And those things, like they said uh, again back in January, the guy that I forget his name, but he said he was he was the head of Messenger and he still is, but he Mm -hmm. says. We are going to be cleaning this up this year. So they had already announced this right. already, but they said in that meeting or in that in that Facebook post, he said, um, "We've tried and tested a lot of stuff. We've added a lot in. It's now time to make that all work better and be more streamlined in there." And that's essentially right. what uh, Mark then relayed to us again. And they even showed us, you know, some screenshots, some some shares of that. So I, I thought it looked cleaner, but again they didn't say how soon that was going to be coming out uh, yeah, just in the very near future. So keep an eye out for that for sure. So um, next up, uh, one of the other things right off at the top that Mark talked about was this Facebook privacy issue. It's tied to that. It's called clear history. This is a feature that's going to enable desktop users. Well, not just desktop users, sorry, users to see and delete the data that Facebook has collected from websites and apps. and, This is in development. It's going to roll out in the coming months. What it's going to do is it's going to allow you to turn off the ability for, you know, the data that's stored in your account to be stored there. And even apps and websites that use this information um, that make their ads better. Again, this is the downside for marketers is like, if people are going to clear their history, then it's going to remove identifying information. And then that makes it a little less harder for our targeting to work. But again... If those people then feel safer on the platform, that's also kind of a trade off in a way. So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've well, seen a lot of people go both ways on this marketers and consumers, where they either are ecstatic, it's there, but then also as a marketer, are like, man, my targeting is going to get screwed up.
2: I think that there's two different aspects to this. One is that, you know, it's pretty shocking how much information they really do collect. Off of Facebook about you, and two, Mark even said, "Hey, Mark, because we're like this." Sure, but uh, he even even (laughs) said that you know your Facebook experience will be less robust until Facebook relearns about you. Mm -hmm. So just like when you you clear your cookies or whatever on your browser now and then you have to go back in and sign into everything. It's going to be the same with Facebook. So, you know, he's saying, hey, we're doing this for you, but you really don't want to do it.
1: Yeah, he's he's saying, we're going to make this option available for you if you have concerns about it, but you're not going to have as great of a Facebook experience if you do that. So again, give and and take, kind of trade off, but that's rolling out in the next few months.
2: use that or do do you think that you will go to the the effort of you i won't i want the i want targeted ads i I want them to have
1: i'm going to be honest i may use it to just do a clean slate and then move forward from there Uh, because it's been so long without being able to do that really you know there's like you can audit the pages that you like and things like that but again takes forever exactly yeah so so that's that tool it's called clear history and that's coming out in the next uh coming months again note Exact yeah. timeline on that. So then he also, keeping with his theme of one-to-one connection, told the story about how many people – in fact, he said it's a statistic that one out of three couples uh, are meeting online. Some people misinterpreted that and thought it meant one out of three couples are meeting on Facebook. That's that's way blown out of proportion. It's one, one out of three yeah. online. However, he, as the head of Facebook, has people come up to him all the time and say, thank you for Facebook. My partner and my, you know, my married partner, whatever they we met on Facebook and now we're married. We have kids, et cetera. And so he thought we've got to, you know, get back to that. He wanted to build a new feature for dating and relationships within the Facebook app. And so Mm -hmm. this is coming. It's an upcoming feature for Facebook (laughs) dating.
2: And people were losing their minds over this. And yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean obviously I'm married so I'm not <laughs> going to be using this. Right.
1: And and that's the great thing <laughs> is we don't have to. There it's it's there yeah. and it's available for people to meet new people. In fact, it's not going to even offer to you people that are already existing friends as potential dates. Right. Which is yeah, interesting. and I
2: I read something and I was a little confused by it um saying that they're going to suggest people for you out of events mm-hmm. and groups. Yes. So that was that was interesting. Is it only is the pool of potential mates only gonna come from events and, <laughs> and groups or is you know is it gonna be like a MySpace thing? Because I met my husband on MySpace sure. and you know I dialed up what I wanted. I said I want someone tall and <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, so I had my criteria. Yeah. I'm wondering are you gonna be able to do that with Facebook also? Because well, I mean this is really fascinating. Yeah.
1: I mean you're you're gonna be able to create your own dating profile that is separate from your Facebook profile. And then potential yeah. matches are going to be based on things that you put in their dating preferences, things in common, even mutual friends. So it could be a friend of a friend, but they're they're not going to suggest right. to you existing friends. So, I mean if, if you want to potentially date your existing friends, like go through your friend list and look there first. But yeah. again, yeah. uh yeah, the whole idea behind the groups or events is that he said that uh much like dating in real life, he's <laughs> in real life, online life, not online life whatever. Um people are going to uh Mingle in groups or go to events in hopes of meeting people. So in those groups and events digitally on Facebook, that's where they're going to start to pull from people. So one of the other cool things actually about this, uh, again, I don't need it. I'm not going to poo-poo it at all. I think it's great for whoever wants to use it. This is interesting. Um, The privacy aspect of it, that with Mm -hmm. what people do with the dating feature uh, will not be shown to their friends. So this can still be something private. Also. When it comes to privacy, um, the messages sent through the dating portion of the Facebook app will not be tied into Messenger at all. It's going to be kept separate so that you can keep it right there in its cute little, you know, Facebook dating section of Facebook and not have it mixed together. And it will be text only so that, you know, uh, images that should not be seen randomly or whatever uh, that are risque uh, is not even an option. So they're not they're they're kind of bypassing that as being an option, which is I think pretty cool, good step for them.
2: Well, and how you start the conversation is you start the conversation from an image. You you comment on a picture from that other person's profile. Yes, what I'm what I think is interesting, and this goes back to. Facebook's move, like getting rid of the groups app, but I, you know, at first you'd think that Facebook would have a separate app for this since the profiles are going to be separate and they're keeping all of these things separate. But then Facebook went and integrated it with Facebook. So I guess that's just a trend that they're getting rid of these extraneous apps. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: Yes. Well, so I think yeah, they
2: just came out with a new one.
1: Yes. Well, in effect actually, in a moment, we'll talk about this new groups tab inside of the Facebook app. Um, But yeah, I think I think that uh, this is something that's interesting. I mean, I'm going to declare it now. There will be people who will be a there there will be a marketer title out there called Facebook dating consultant, and it will be a person out there (laughs) who tells you how to create the perfect Facebook dating profile for you and mark my words. I'm not joking. I mean, I am joking, but I'm not joking. I really think, no, you're, I'm I, think sure. I think somebody just heard me say this and is actually like, Oh my gosh, that's genius. And they're going to run with it. They're
2: thinking of a blog post right, right. now.
1: Yeah, exactly. How to, <laughs> how to use Facebook dating profiles for marketing. What marketers need to know. Anyways, sorry.
2: Oh. <laughs> but, the, so, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
1: So, but to continue on in this relationship connection that uh, Mark was talking about, they are starting now to emphasize groups again. When they took away that app late last year in 2017, that dedicated standalone Facebook app and killed it. And then they said, we're going to put up greater emphasis on groups inside of the Facebook uh, desktop mm-hmm. and uh, mobile experience. They're now coming to around to start to uh, pull that into fruition. So they announced an upcoming groups tab and even a plugin that kind of goes along with it. And this groups tab, it's going to be, again, watch for it coming up um, pretty soon. Again, no explicit timeline on this, but it's coming very soon. They said... In your mobile app, there will be one of the, you know, one of the tabs that's going to be on your uh, app is going to be a groups tab now. So you're going to be able to jump to your groups quickly and easily, which I think for a lot of us is going to be huge. Yeah, I think so.
2: so. And and groups are just so huge and so important now. It, you know, I think about I wish that I had a really big group on a really big community on Google Plus. Remember Google Plus? Yes. Had a huge community. I wish that I could just suck all those people over into a Facebook group. That would be fantastic.
1: Hmm. Well, and so but, then the well and so speaking of sucking people into groups, they have a new groups plugin that's going to come out along with it that admins and yeah. developers can use to add to their websites and their emails so that people will be able mm-hmm. to click join group. And I mean, it's going to be like a nice little, you know, almost look like a pop up, but be less intrusive. It'll be right. uh, baked in natively again to the website as a as a uh, an embeddable and or in the the emails. I uh, when they showed these, I thought this looks amazing. I mean, this is a great way to streamline yeah. people getting into your groups. So I'm very excited about this.
2: I think the group plugin is awesome and is going to be really beneficial to a lot of, a lot of sites and, you know, growing their groups.
1: Mm -hmm. So I, again, groups that's going to be coming out, uh, that new, uh, tab again, no specific timeline on that. This is, again, it's one of those things where, Hey, let's, let's throw everything out there and tell you all of what's coming up, but then not tell you when it's coming up. But again, very soon
2: in the near future, in the near
1: future. So, uh, Instagram and even WhatsApp got a big announcement. Yes. Something we've kind of anticipated coming for a while, right?
2: Right, exactly. So they're both going to have group video calling soon in the coming months. So actually, Instagram will be getting it globally in the next few weeks. WhatsApp in the coming months. But for the Instagram portion of the video group calling video chat will be available in Instagram direct and will allow both one-on-one and group conversations, which is pretty cool. And I know my daughters will be using that. (laughs) And on, and I guess, I mean, I think that would even be good for customer service, but anyways, for WhatsApp. Yeah. So, and on WhatsApp, they already have video calling video chat, but they're going to be adding the group calling to it. And so, oh, and they also said that they're going to have stickers coming to WhatsApp. And who knew I'd get so excited about stickers, but (laughs) I think that that's awesome. I love that they're developing WhatsApp and bringing new features. I hope they don't ruin it like Skype.
1: Oh, gosh. Yes. Uh, One of the things that stuck out to me about this new video calling feature that, again, coming to Instagram in the next few weeks uh, is the idea that um, you can be on a video call and a video chat. With one or many people and then Mm -hmm. you can go from that call and minimize it while still having it like in picture in picture on your phone and still be in the Instagram app and scroll through like you can scroll through Instagram while Instagram chatting video chatting with people. And then share stuff over to that chat and things like that. So, I don't know. I thought this was pretty interesting. It's almost like, hey, let's go assess our Instagram platform together. Let's all go on Instagram. We'll start a chat. And we'll all scroll through and like send each other different instances. Like that's just one idea right there if you're, you know, collaborating with a team.
2: That's true. I was just thinking, wow, are people really that unable to focus (laughs) on one thing at a time? Not only group chat, now they have to be able to (laughs) minimize it and scroll. Like focus people.
1: Now, what I really hope is that this ability to do that group chat, which, again, they only showed uh, a maximum of four people. They never explicitly said there was going to be a limit to people, but I saw Mm -hmm. four quadrants, four people, one in each corner on a vertical phone when they showed it. And I thought to myself, I really hope that that feature comes to be connected with Instagram live to be able to have four people on an Instagram live. And then to be able to even share that over Instagram stories from a live like we kind of do now with the top (laughs) top and bottom uh, version of that. I'm really hoping that Mm -hmm. uh, connection, you know, happens. So,
2: yeah. Well, let me throw out a stat here because this is amazing. Mark Zuckerberg said that people have already used 2 billion minutes, one-on-one video calling for WhatsApp. And that's not just calling on the phone. Oh, what's up? This is actual, you know, video calling 2 billion minutes. That's just crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible stat. Yeah. So,
2: and, and about WhatsApp, WhatsApp has more people using their stories feature because WhatsApp does Mm, have like a stories feature. More people are using WhatsApp stories feature than Snapchat. Oh
1: gosh. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's like the death knell for Snapchat. There, there's there's but,
1: a, there's a tangent to be gone down on that right now. And I don't necessarily know that we should, but
0: yeah, let's put not. a
1: pin in that and come back around to it at some okay. point in the near future. So definitely okay. with other news that comes up in the next few weeks, for sure. So, yes. Um, and there was, by the way, you're bringing up stories. Stories was a huge emphasis here across all platforms when it came to oh, yeah. Instagram stories, WhatsApp stories, although I don't know that they call them that, uh, you know what they're called, but anyway,
2: they're called status updates, status updates, I and yes.
1: then even Facebook St- stories when it came to literal Facebook stories, or again, the, the one that I always script the name with, cause it's like Facebook today or messenger today or messenger day or whatever. But anyway, the one inside of messenger. So, yeah. um, but to, to jump back to Instagram, one of the other things that they announced in, in terms of updates to Instagram was an update to the, Explore tab. They're going to re. They are redesigning. They're testing a redesigned Explore tab. It's going to make it easier mm-hmm. to discover things, and it's going to be based around things you're interested in, organized by suggested content, uh, relevant topic channels, and it's going to make it easier for you to browse your interests. And mm-hmm. the, again, according to them, this is going to be rolling out over the next coming weeks as well. So some of these Instagram things are actually the the, the soonest things you're going to see coming out of what was announced here at F8.
2: Well, I like this new explore section. I think that I'm going to find it more relevant and useful because I don't go into explore very often. And I I suspect that I will more now that it's going to be relevant to me.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of key for me is like one, I go to Instagram to go through my friends and even some of the uh, the the brands that I'm following. But sometimes I want to branch out a bit more. And and that's not always Easy, user interface wise. So for them to right. be working on that section of it to get us in the app more and explore more, I think it's a really good thing. And, and again, it's going to be the job of marketers now to figure out, well, how do I get featured inside of that new Explorer interface? You know? Yeah, So exactly. It's very cool. Uh, I believe there's one more piece to the uh, Instagram. And it's, it's not just Instagram, but uh, it has to do with stories for sure.
2: Right. So Facebook and Instagram are allowing third-party app shares to stories. So there's initially, it's just a handful of apps like Spotify, SoundCloud, GoPro, and a couple others. But you're going to be able to take stuff from your third-party app and share it directly to Instagram and Facebook stories with just a tap of the button. And I was, you know, trying to prep for this show. So I was in Spotify trying to share to my Instagram story and I couldn't get it to work. So I don't know if it's, they didn't say, is it coming? It sounded like it's already here, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't get it to work on mine. Um, I could share two Instagram stories, but it didn't auto populate with the Spotify soundtrack or the Spotify track that it should. So, but I saw, you know, whoops, we have pictures actually. So I'll okay. show those to you. And um, so, like, this is what it should have done. You're listening to something in this, you know, song, and then you you go down to see this little three dots right here. Mm-hmm. If you click on those little three dots one of the options is share so then you click share and then it brings up this middle screen and then you just you know click on instagram stories and it's gonna open instagram stories for you and it should auto populate with the song it wouldn't do that for me and whoops wow Well, And
1: it it may be an issue of app updates in different ways, like maybe the Spotify app wasn't updated or hadn't rolled out yet available for you to to do yet. You know, something like that. I I hadn't checked my own uh, Spotify app yet either. Um, What I heard when they were talking about this was this is going to make it. easier for people to share to stories, not just Instagram, but to Facebook Mm -hmm. stories and all of that. And and the reason and there's a couple there's a couple really key factors to why this is better is one. It's not the user having to be in Spotify and take a screenshot, then bring that over to another app and start to cobble together a status update or a a story from it. Um, But not only that, uh, uh, the other cool thing is a deep link. So or, or d- deep direct right. linking. So for you yep. to share your favorite, your, you know, your current mood and your song that you're listening to right now on a story. But then for me, as somebody who on your story can click play in Spotify and go to that song myself, that was never there before that that ability. So,
2: mm-hmm. right.
1: Uh, and yeah, looking I think this- the the GoPro, did you see them do the GoPro stuff with the editing in that?
2: No, I didn't see it, but okay. I can imagine how cool. Yeah.
1: So, be. so what they did was uh, they showed how how it would work with like GoPro footage, and it was like you were in the GoPro app on your phone, and then you basically could crop uh, a landscape video and have it follow uh, vertical video. It could translate it into vertical video straight from that GoPro mm-hmm. app, and it was like seamless and made it a story, and it was. I mean, it just eliminates so many steps, makes things cleaner, more user friendly, right. more appealing, all of the above. So it, I think this is actually a really cool uh, social sharing mechanism that they're rolling out uh, I do too. with these I do third too. party uh, integrations for stories.
2: Yeah. And it's everything is about the story now. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so crazy. They, it's not just you can share to it Instagram it's stories specifically Facebook stories specifically. And, yes. you know, I think that I I don't know what the. The motivation is behind that. Why the emphasis on stories? People love stories.
1: Yeah. And, and even I don't know why, even though there's not been, uh, you know, in circles we walk in, uh, there's not been a lot <laughs> of people who are saying, oh, Facebook stories, it's taking off. But Mark himself said otherwise. People are using it. Right. So, yeah. you know, it, it is true that it is getting used. And it's, it, he said, even it's going to start to overtake some of how the, the news, the newsfeed uh, is used. And so I'm interested to see where that goes as well. Um, well,
2: I'm interested to see when they start allowing ads in Facebook stories, sure. Facebook story ads. That's yes. what I'm waiting for.
1: Well, it can't be much longer. I mean, Instagram has well. them. So, you know, and, and you can of yeah. create those inside of Facebook. Don't you create those inside of uh, Facebook yeah. ads? <laughs> yeah. Manager. It's the same interface. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, other things that they rolled out uh, for Instagram is this Facebook uh, unlocking the ability for third parties to design interactive AR camera experiences for Instagram. So if that doesn't make sense to you, let me let me unpack that a little bit. What this means is augmented reality camera effects that you will be able to create and then uh, relay release whatever release let's go with that one uh on your instagram channel now the way that this works is i mean this again we're all used to this this is basically user designed um filters and what this how this works is it kind of spreads virally in a weird way so uh say i create one and i Mm uh and you're not a follower of me on instagram but someone you know is if you see them use it you can then tap on it and then get that Filter in your filters to then try it on yourself. So it's true. Like, oh, I saw them do it. Now I want to do it. But until I saw them do it or I was a follower of the person who did it originally, I didn't have the ability to to have that filter unlocked on my. Right. Uh, so it's kind of an exclusivity kind of a thing. It's kind of cool. It's like, hey, if brands are smart, they'll create some of these. And then it kind of links back to, hey, who's the person who originally created that filter kind of a thing? You know,
2: Exactly. So we need to get a filter. Right, we need. We need, to start need,
1: we need a scout. You know, a filter hat and you know eyeglass filter. Yeah,
2: that's that's what I want. Is I want to build a dress up like scout.
1: <laughs> so, but that I mean, again, these are the fun effects and filters people are wanting, and now they're unlocking the ability for third parties to create these for their followers. So there you for go for their
2: followers. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to be fun to start seeing some of those. Yes. And the creative people, like you know, I think of when I think of creative people, I think of like Shauna Ayala yep. on for Snapchat. How mm-hmm. he's so creative, and then I can just imagine how he can bring that creativity oh, sure. to
1: Instagram. I mean, you remember it, when that would be? Fun. I, I remember when I first met him, and he walked up to me and, and even Mike Stelzner at Social Media Marketing World. This was geez, at least three four years now, three three four years mm-hmm. ago now, and he had drawn. Scout hand drawn on his phone, sitting in like a keynote chair with the background behind him and things like that. It was I mean, it was so cool. So, again, people are creative. We know a lot of them. We've seen a lot of them. I'm excited to see what Mm -hmm. they do with these augmented reality. um, I am too. Filters. Uh, But there's more uh, when it comes to AR. And there was a lot of AR and VR, which we'll get to in a minute.
2: Yeah. So the next big announcement was that Facebook has updated a, to a new version of AR Studio. So Facebook debuted AR Studio at last year's f conference. And this year, they've released a revamped version of the platform with new tools, like you can drag and drop elements. Um, they have a new partnership with Sketchfab and stuff like that. Stuff that honestly, I'm not a developer, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But... Um, what it means is that these developers are going to be able to come up with some really amazing stuff for us to use on Facebook and, and Facebook now allows anyone to create um, relevant contextually aware AR experiences and expand the camera effects beyond the Facebook app to Instagram messenger and Facebook light. So there's, uh, there's a lot of new stuff coming out with AR studio. And like I said, I'm not a developer, so uh-huh. it doesn't, all makes sense to me. But it does make me excited as a marketer because we're going to have lots of new little toys to play with.
1: Yes. Lots of lots of toys for us marketers as well as the developers that we can work with uh, to develop these things. Pretty cool. Lots of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of over your head kind of stuff. Like, trust me. But uh-huh. if you want to dig into any of this, by the way, show notes for this show are always found every Saturday at socialmediaexaminer.com.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So and,
1: going from AR to the other end of the alphabet to VR.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're passionate so, about this. Yeah, I was so, so, so excited. Facebook has publicly released Oculus Go. And sorry guys, I was this or I think Oculus is just absolutely overwhelmed with the users oh, yeah. on their site because I've been trying. Okay, it finally oh, loaded. It is. But Oculus Go, look at it. This is the first standalone. VR device that does not require your camera doesn't require you hooked up to a PC. It's completely encased in this, this one little gadget that you mm-hmm. put over your eyes and it's $199. That's it. And you can buy it now. When Mark came on the stage, he said, Hey, it's available now. Shipping And today. so for shipping today, $200, this beautiful, beautiful VR device and it's supposed to be super comfortable and has oh what is it called oh look at there what is it called when you have uh the sound that's i guess it's kind of like vr sound too because it it
1: like sa- or surround sound or
2: yeah immersive like sound. kind of yeah. immersive yeah. yeah all of those great words and so um it's really, it's really going to be neat because you can, um, I mean, you can do more stuff with it. You can just go into their, you know, the Oculus, Oculus store. You can do experiences, but you can also just sit there and watch movies mm-hmm. or, um, go into like some of the, the rooms or the venues and, Meet up with friends and I I can't I'm getting this. I am so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait to get it. That, that, soon.
1: The thing that jumped out at me was that price point, that one ninety nine price point. And I think oh, yeah. I mean, do you think we're there? Do you think we're at that point where, you know, uh, VR, the, the tipping point is is starting to be aware because, again, oh, yeah. you, you've got people who are able to get a standalone device. They don't need other things to be able to do this. They just need this. And it's less than a um, the price of. Uh, a standard um, video game console at this point. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: Okay. Uh, the word the word I was looking for was spatial audio.
1: Okay, like, yes. Spatial yes. audio,
2: yes. So, and that's built right into the headset. And so you've got immersive sound without, you know, because I, right now, when I use my my Samsung gear, VR, you know, I have to uh, wear the headphones. And then I wear glasses when I'm trying to see things far away. So I've got my glasses and I've got this thing and it's like, uh, too much, but this is, and you know, then the new phone in there and the phone heats up and all of these issues, this is completely wiping away all of those um, things that'll hold you back from experiencing VR. And so, yeah, pretty cool.
1: I remember one of the examples they gave of this being used was this ability for looking at different um, Facebook posts from the, the same location So it was grouping together like video from a location and photos from a location. And it was mapping out then based on what it gathered from the information from those photos, the that actual location. So then you'd put this on and you'd be in that space and it kind of had like a blurred, like rasterized effect. But you'd look around and you'd see those different places and the different. Uh, locations as to where, you know, that video happened or that image was taken and you'd be able to like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a, a walk around in kind of a, you know, created a dreamscape version of that locale. Yeah. It was very interesting.
2: Remember that movie, What Dreams May Come? Yes, that, it kind of reminds me That's of that. That's a
1: great analogy. Yes, so that 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 is definitely a, a way to to look at that. It's 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 very much a an almost uh, artistic rendering in, in a weird way. And again, yeah. seeing it happen live on the video as he was talking about it was really was really cool. Uh, and again, I'm probably yeah. more excited now for VR than I ever have been. Uh, and I'm not Absolutely. a huge proponent of it, but I guess now I am, sort of. I don't know.
2: Anyway. Well, and then we have to start <laughs> thinking about the marketing implications of sure. this, you know, when product placement and all these amazing things that are going to be happening to the marketing world in the coming years. It's so exciting.
1: It's its again cool. about creating those experiences. So mm-hmm. this is this yep. is part of that. Moving on, uh, some yeah. of the other things that they rolled out. So they rolled out this new uh, analytics app and analytics Tools and so the the app itself uh, it's a mobile app where admins can review their most important metrics and uh, do that on the go in a streamlined mm-hmm. interface and it keeps it uh, simplified by having different tabs um, with overview uh, dashboards reports that are even then saved via desktop. Um, you can receive notifications about significant changes. I'm looking forward to this. It's gonna make my life a whole lot easier when it comes to analyzing Facebook analytics. Jeez. Yeah. You know?
2: Uh, it is. And then this the new one, the journeys. I think that yes. that is even more exciting.
1: And no, we're not talking and, about, you know, our our video series. <laughs> the yeah,
2: journey. they stole our name. Yeah, well. Stole our name. This
1: one's different. It's but, journeys, but what what does it do yeah. again?
2: So basically it takes um all the data it aggregates all the data from websites, apps, messenger bot, facebook pages and gives admins the what they call a holistic view of the different interactions people have with their business before converting. Yeah. So or making a purchase or subscribing. So basically it kind of like walks you through the funnel if you will. Yeah, that's say, the it, way it, I it, take they're it. saying
1: journey as a different word for the word funnel in this instance. But right. still good yeah. things. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think it's going to be super exciting.
1: Very cool. And th- and then they ad- they uh, added more automated insights to Facebook analytics. So that means that uh, it's going to auto detect funnels and use machine learning algorithms to identify those most frequent paths. So, again, yeah. pretty cool. I mean, th- this is the stuff. Again, this is the stuff that's going to really help marketers, uh, you know, being able to well, get into your analytics easier, make it mm-hmm. un- easier to understand. Again, I'm speaking from somebody who's anticipating using this really, uh, you know, a lot. Oh, yeah. So.
2: Oh, I do too, especially, you know, I'd love to see how our various elements, you know, the site, the Facebook ads, the, you know, our bot, how they all add up and how they all contribute to the sale. So this isn't, you know, I guess the next thing is going to be attribution in Facebook ads. I can see if they've got all this data that they're going to provide for the funnel, then I imagine the next logical step is better attribution in ads. Because Mm -hmm. as marketers, that is the most challenging thing with trying to figure out a conversion. What contributed to this and how did my ads play a role in it? For sure. So, so I think that, that we have a lot of really exciting stuff to look forward to.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and and I believe, and I'm trying to find this in the notes, but I I can't remember. But anyway, uh, they said that, uh, it is available right now for both iOS and Android. So, uh, I haven't yet downloaded it and I'm about to, when the show's over, trust me. I will, right, I and- will be digging in there. So in fact, I saw yeah. somebody in the comments right now saying I'm loading up mine right now. So yep. go grab it. This is, this is a marketer's dream when it comes to Facebook.
2: So, it is. It's so awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of the specifically F8 stuff, but there's still a few more things here to talk about and still a few more when it comes to Facebook. Um. So they still they did some more stuff when it comes to to privacy, um, especially when it comes to fishing attacks. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, when you're attacked by fish or fishermen. <laughs> but anyways, mm-hmm. sorry. Bad joke. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, this this is something uh, it's a new service for domain owners that will watch for new domains that are uh, maliciously created to implement phishing attacks. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, And it it can be enabled for free by going to that Facebook for developers site. It's pretty cool. Yes. Pretty, I mean, again, that is. another reason, another way that they are working towards again building confidence back into the developer to create for the platform.
2: Right. And if you've ever had your site taken down by <laughs> uh, malicious actions, then you can definitely see how this is important and a handy little tool. And it's free. Free. Yeah. Free.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Uh next up, workplace. So you've done a bunch, you've you've looked at workplace more than me, I think.
2: I have, I've played around in there and, but since I'm playing with myself, I mean, I'm in there and there's no one else to play with in the Facebook workplace. There's no one else really using it. It's kind of boring, but they have so many new features that it's um, uh, you know, I I wish that we could get workplace for everyone in social media examiner. It would definitely make me more productive, (laughs) but there's, so the, the news is that Facebook has announced several new integrations for Workplace. And so there are uh, integrations with Messenger like share extensions that let people content uh, share content from other tools and services with their team on Workplace. And integrations that support share extensions appear in the Workplace Composer on the web and mobile. And people can also search across multiple services to add the information they want to share. So, um, uh, you know, I wish that I had use this already so that I can understand how that works well but
1: and it sounds um, a lot like the share extension stuff that we were talking about earlier with native sharing extensions in other places, uh, so being able to do those uh, with inside of workplace to share to other places uh, in workplace or with other you know integrations like they've said with like SurveyMonkey and different things like that
2: yeah, and i I think that it would be great if they would give us a whole list of all of them there's now over fifty different integrations and services that work with integrations. So, and you said SurveyMonkey, SharePoint, Mm -hmm. Marketo. um, I just don't know what all 50 of them are. But there's... (laughs) um, So for the the Facebook, authenticated previews, which sounds kind of cool. So when now when people share links to services that support authenticated previews, Workplace will make an API API call to that third-party service and render a rich preview. And supposedly, these new previews are much more engaging, which I'm sure they are because... you know, you look at rich snippets and stuff mm-hmm. on Google, and how much more information it provides, and so that's what I imagine these are going to be like. And they said it's especially useful for certain types of content, like tasks. So, you know, again, it's hard to visualize what this looks like, but it sounds good. Yeah. And then there's any, there's new updates for feeds and notifications, and um. They say that, you know, they act as a seed for conversations between you and your team by providing timely and relevant updates about your campaigns. So, you know, there's a lot of this stuff is uh, hard to hard to really wrap your brain around unless you're actually in Workplace and yes. using it.
1: Yeah. But for those of us, uh, those of you, I should say, because we are not, but those of you who are using Workplace should be very excited about this, especially in the enterprise sphere, because again, there's a lot of things that you're already using uh, that you can be connecting with now. So
2: Oh, and there is one other, probably the most important part of this whole new Workplace update is that Workplace is bringing bots to the platform. Oh, so. Yes. So yeah, so they're bringing bots to the platform to help manage queries from apps outside of workplace. And so, for example, a new integration with ADP let employees start a chat to request a payslip and, um, you know, like vacation days and stuff like that. We have a vacation calendar, so that's easy for us. But, you know, if you do, if if that's something that you do through ADP, you can now do that. And, And other companies are also launching bots like Adobe Sign, Kronos, Smartsheet, and Workday. So bots are coming to Workplace.
1: Interesting. Uh, yeah. Facebook, they also announced that uh, they're expanding this down vote button yeah. test and they're going to include up voting on it. So uh, if you don't remember, uh, back in February, basically, uh, Facebook said um, they began testing a down vote button, uh, button Sorry for comment moderation for a a small amount of people in the U S only. And this week they announced that they're including an option, an option to upvote as well. Uh, And that's currently limited to uh, New Zealand and Australia and are only found on public page posts. So it's a little bit of different of a different test. They said, and they're giving people, I mean, basically what they're trying to do is um, test comment rating. In other words, and, you know, it, it, so that it's and they're doing the upvote. So that's like a little less negative uh, instead of the downvoting. Like a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, this is censorship. So we'll see how this plays out again. We're still in early days with this tool. They still say they're only testing it. Uh, we'll see how that comes out. I mean, if uh, at some point we may be reporting on here that uh, officially there's an upvote and a downvote and how it works and all that. But we're not there yet. But again, they've announced that uh, they're adding an upvoting component to that test. It's interesting.
2: So. Well, I'm just I'm thinking about that. And so this is in addition to using like, like, love, cry and all the other little things that you can do on posts. So is this data that admins are going to get so we can see like, okay, this post was downvoted and I mean, or is it going to be the, something the that? Affects
1: well, comments? it's it's for comments. Yeah. It's not for posts. So it's yeah. So I I don't know. Well, I mean,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that they they've not stated anything other than that. I mean, they just said this is something we're testing. It's for comments. It's comment moderation. Uh, I would kind of hope that maybe you know enough people downvote something or th- that us as as admins would get notifications of those downvotes or even those upvotes when it comes to comments on our own posts. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. So. I'm still it's still early days with that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So um, and then in final news this week, uh, LinkedIn has added three new lead gen forms for sponsored content and in mail. And so the idea behind this is they're they're designing this to continue driving uh, ROI for people who are doing lead gen and uh This is a little bit more complicated, but again, if you're into LinkedIn ads and lead gen, I should say, uh, for sponsored content or for in-mail, you'll want to read up on that. Uh, As usual, everything that we've covered and more is always found every Saturday on socialmediaexaminer.com. That's where the show notes for this episode are. and. Again, that's also where on Monday, May 7th, you will be able to go and grab the 2018 industry report. We will be releasing it to the public at that time. You're going to (laughs) find everything there. You're going to find, again, like I said, insights. Almost 6,000 people did the survey to be able to start pooling the data from that. So much, I mean, everybody looks forward to this every year. So again, (laughs) Monday, May 7th, go grab that. Socialmediaexaminer.com. And with that, I want to say- Thank you to Jeff C for handling simulcasts for this episode. Yeah. Thanks to Grace Duffy, our amazing show producer. Thanks to you, Kim, for being an amazing co-host. And, uh, and I'll say thank you to me for, I guess, just showing up yet again. And uh, I don't being know. I, I, like, you. I like thanking <laughs> everybody else. I want to thank myself once. Come on. Um,
2: well, let me thank you. Thank you. Eric. Okay, thank, thank you. you for yes, being so let's awesome let's, let's reword our that.
1: show notes to where you thank me and I thank you. And anyways, but uh, we'd love to have you. Join us live if you're listening to this as a podcast and vice versa. We always want to see you guys. uh, But you can if you're not listening to this live, you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Every episode is published every Monday. Um, And again, vice versa. If you want to join us live, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's where you can get this on your calendar. And the next time it'll be on your calendar is Friday, May 11th, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, I want to say thanks for joining us. We're excited to be able to deliver this to you. We hope that you got a lot of value out of listening to this Facebook F8 breakdown, and we will see you next episode.
2: Bye everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. The social media marketing talk show is a social media examiner production. For more
1: social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.
0: If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI explored podcast a new show from Social Media Examiner hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.